1: Hey, everybody, episode 51, very exciting stuff. We're going to be talking about the dreaded getting shopped by your clients today. It's just me. I'm going to be um, giving you a list of about 10 things that I think can help support you in your effort to avoid that very thing. Um, Again, we would love to hear from you guys. So Reach out to us uh, via the forum at businessofdesign.com, reach out to us. On the hotline, 416 780 9187, extension 107. We'll hear your voice, we'll hear your ideas, we'll hear your thoughts, and we want to include you in the podcast especially if you've got a topic that's relevant and actionable. In other words, can people implement the things that you're talking about? Then by all means, let us know you're ready to go and you're ready to be a guest on the podcast. Um, Before we jump into how to avoid getting shot by your clients, (laughs) let me do a pitch for our Palm Springs retreat, which is filling up nicely. Super excited. We've uh, firmed up a couple of our plans, which I'm really excited about. I have now met with three different architectural guides and I have been able to discern which uh, events are going to be the most meaningful and memorable to our group. We're working hard on the itinerary and it looks like we've got kind of two streams of learning. We've got some people who are relatively new to the business and we want to make sure that they have foundation. And then we've got some people who are senior and have been doing it for a while and want to go to the next level. So we will be, breaking up into groups and making sure that we can tailor the learning to those two sides of the coin. It'll be great for interaction because sometimes I find you can be in business for 30 years and somebody who just started has something invaluable to teach you. And of course, the reverse is true as well. So Palm Springs, October 18, 19, 20, 21. Oh my gosh, the sun, the fun, the learnings, we want you there, $2,400 and by by the way, that includes mo- all of your breakfasts and lunches and a lot of snacks and probably a lot of our alcohol as well. That seems to be free flowing. Um, we will also include a couple of dinners. So really you're on the hook for very little money once you get there. We don't want you to think about that. We want you to just Uh, relax and be in the right frame of mind so you can take your business to the next level with a goal on 2019 being by far the best year you have had yet. Again, we'll be following up the retreat with three coaching calls for the group. So that's going to help you implement because that's one of the most difficult things. I go hear a speaker, I go, oh my gosh, they're amazing. I'm going to definitely do that. And then come Monday, I hit the ground running with all my projects. Going on, and I kind of forget to implement. So, the coaching is going to help you do that. We appreciate your support. Uh, we love what we do. If you like what we do, uh, come on over to businessofdesign.com and become a member. Give us a rating of five stars in the podcast world and subscribe to us. All of those things keep us going. And uh, tell us what you need. We are actually want to serve you. You are our customer, and our job is to make sure you are getting what you need. So, please Please tell us what you need. And thank you so much for the love and support from the community. It really means so much to me personally, and it means a lot to all of us at Business of Design.
2: Welcome to the Business of Design Podcast with Kimberly Selden. Business of Design is the coaching community for independent designers like you. We know it takes more than hard work and talent to successfully run a professional design firm. There are proven business strategies that can solve your immediate business challenges and transform your life. Don't try to do this alone. Join today and you'll have access to more than 100 video courses, plus Kimberly Seldon as your mentor and guide. Unlike traditional coaching, which can take years to produce tangible results, BOD is a fast track to immediate results for independent interior designers, decorators, architects, stagers, and landscapers just like you. Monthly membership is only $67.50. Annual members save two months and have access to Kimberly's contracts. What are you waiting for? We all know design matters. At Business of Design, we think designers matter too.
1: Cheryl, how you doing today? I'm good. How are you? Everything here is good. I'm busy. I you've given me a lot of jobs to do, Cheryl. We we've got <laughs> Does that sound like a complaint? <laughs> <laughs> I I know that I owe our high point people a little touch point email um, about the trip, so I'm working on that. We have every single day the Palm Springs Retreat is changing because we're getting new people uh, approaching us and saying we want to be part of the Business of Design Retreat as well. So I have a meeting in a week. This is exciting with the president and CEO of Modernism Week uh, because I explained that we want to do something that you can't do on your own. So they're going to work with me to make sure we have kind of a behind the velvet rope experience experience of some sort. So I'm excited about that. What else do we have going on?
0: That's great. Well, actually, the, the Palm Springs, I feel like we just opened registration. We're already uh, halfway sold out. Uh, we want to keep the group pretty small, but it's already, it's filling up quick. Um, so again, the dates are October 18th to 21st. Um, it's uh, $24.99. But um, if you register in the next couple of weeks, we're only taking a 50% deposit. Um, and you need to, uh, it's, it's modernism week. So hotels are selling out quickly. So in addition to booking with us, we're also asking everyone to get, their hotels uh, booked early.
1: Right, and um, the reason we separated out, a few reasons because we have some guests who are coming from as nearby as Los Angeles and you can just drive in for an hour and a half and you probably have a friend who's got a place in La Quinta that you're going to stay at, so they don't need a hotel. And we have people coming from Australia who are going to be staying for longer and really want a luxury hotel experience. So there's, you can do anything you want. The hotel that we're using as our base is the Kimpton Hotel. Um, very important that you we let you know there will be zero time spent in a hotel room or in an ugly conference ballroom. Uh, We are going to be poolside doing our learnings every day. And uh, we are also going to be going into some fabulous homes for Modernism Week. I'm trying to think, there was one more thing that everybody asked about. Oh yeah, the trip is going to start at 2 p.m. on the Thursday to give people time to get to Palm Springs and get settled and be ready to go. And then it's going to end Sunday, at noon. Again, for those people who need to fly home that day, we wanted to give them plenty of time. When you decide you're coming and you make your travel arrangements, we can give you some details on the itinerary, but keep in mind, we like to keep a bit of it secret and private so we can um, surprise and delight you. Let's put it that way.
0: Yeah. And actually one of the great things that we're doing following the retreat, we're doing three months of group coaching, uh, just for our attendees to make sure that all of the learnings that they get at the retreat, they're actually following up with they're implementing into their businesses and uh, we want to hold them accountable.
1: Love it. All right, Cheryl, great talking to you. Thank you so much.
0: You too. We'll talk to you soon.
1: And now back to the show. A lot of people share the concern that clients are going to shop them and what does that mean if you're kind of new to the business? It means that if you propose a specific faucet, let's say to a customer for a specific price, that customer is going to go online and see if they can find that exact same faucet or maybe it's not quite the exact same faucet for a lesser price. And that is something that causes a lot of designers a great deal of concern. I have to admit that that was a problem for me earlier in my career, but using the 15 steps and tightening up that process and eliminating um, back and forth with clients on selections by controlling step three, four, and five, Really controlling step three, four, and five leading up to the presentation, I pretty much have eliminated that from my life. And when it does crop up, which is which is rare, it typically is something uh, exactly like the example I gave. Hey, we noticed that this faucet was three thousand two hundred and thirty-two dollars, and we found it on this website uh, for three thousand dollars even. Let's say, and my response is always the same to the client. If you want to make that purchase, if you want to be responsible for getting the order right, getting it delivered to you, making sure everything is working perfectly, and if you want to be responsible for sending it back in the event something is wrong and dealing with that supplier whom you don't know, and then if you want to be responsible for the delay that has been caused by that faucet not being in place when we needed it, then and you go ahead and you place that order and you save those $200, and I'll be super happy for you to do that. And I've never yet had a client say, okay. I'm going to go ahead and do that. Now, one time we actually had a client say, hey, you priced this faucet at this much. We went to the store and we got a better price on the exact same faucet from the same store we were sourcing from. In that case, I picked up the phone and uh, spoke to the owner of the store and said, what on earth is going on? And he explained that his salespeople had some discretion when they were making a sale and this particular salesperson really wanted that customer. And so he undercut me, which made me look Bad. There's no question about it. So I was able to phone the client back and say, I, you know, spoke to the owner. He's going to honor the price that you were given and give, it, give us an additional 10% off for our just for our trouble. Um, but of course, I, I didn't feel very good about that experience. A lot of people are saying that the shopping is um, coming from clients who Going to purchase the fabrics that the designer has selected and they find those for less money. And I always explain to the clients in that case that yes, you can find this fabric for less money. It might be an overrun, it might be um, that there's a flaw in the fabric, it could be that the color dye isn't consistent. Typically, there's a problem with the fabric or it wouldn't be in a discount pile. But again, if you want to go to the trouble of placing that order and getting the fabric and assuming all responsibility for whatever is. Wrong with that fabric, you go ahead and do that. Part of the reason clients are hiring you is because you know where to go to make sure you get service. That's really important. You can buy something from a big box store, but if it arrives with a hole in it, who's going to help you take care of that? I might pay a little bit more, maybe 5% more, for a product to buy it from a reliable resource. And I think that's money well spent. One of the most important things you can do um, to eliminate getting shopped is, as I said earlier, tighten up the amount of time it takes to meet the client, go to the consultation, do trade day, and then do the presentation. If that's really tight, there's very little time for the client to act. And if everything is in order, in other words, if you've if you've selected everything and you've priced everything and you've answered every question at that presentation, all the client has to do at that point is write a check. There's very little incentive for them to go out and shop you at that point because it's only going to delay getting their hands on all the beautiful things that you have. But that kind of confidence that you give the clients. Doesn't start at step five. It starts with every single touch point they receive of your brand. Who phones them back when they called to inquire about services, or who writes them back when they call when they emailed to inquire about services? What does your website look like? What does the phone manner sound like? What was the experience of signing up for the consultation and getting your advice at the consultation, and how did you manage that? All of those things will contribute to giving the client confidence in your ability to handle this job and allow them to relax so they don't have to double check everything. The next thing I would say is important, and let's just call it number two. Why not? Because I love lists. They're nice and tidy. Number two, I would say, is make sure your website is really streamlined and your message is clear across all platforms. Um, develop a single look, if at all possible, and make sure every image on your website speaks to that single look. I think a catchphrase is a great idea. We had Carly Waters on the show last week, she discovered the term warm minimalism. And she will ask herself before she places a photo on her website, does this represent warm minimalism? If I had to force myself to pick a catchphrase for me right now, I would say current classicism. In other words, it's timeless, but it feels contemporary. And if I'm painstaking as I'm looking at photos for my website, I would have to admit that some of the photos on my website don't suit that. So you all know we're revamping our website. I'll let you know when it's live and you'll let me know if I captured it correctly. I mentioned also in last week's episode that it's okay to ask a friend whose taste you admire to come and take a look at your website, to take a look at your business card, to take a look at your social platforms and to comment on what they see because sometimes we're so close to everything ourselves, we can't see the obvious. Number three on the list definitely would be to educate your clients about the dangers of looking for the cheapest possible price. You can give them examples of how um, you've had clients in the past who have ordered from places like Wayfair and the chairs arrived with a gaping hole in the back of it and that returning that chair has been a living nightmare and certainly not worth the trouble and the effort. And it's very important as well for you to emphasize, and I'll call this number four, the fact that you will not be managing any of the returns nor any of the chaos that's caused by ordering from cheap, jobbers. That will not be your job. There's not enough money in the world to pay you for the time and frustration and aggravation that would occur from having to return those things. So let the client know that they are going out on a limb and they will not be supported in any way by you, um, but they are free to do that if they choose. Number five, I would say is to provide clients with custom furniture. We have found that custom upholstered pieces rarely cost more than items that are widely available and probably much less well-made. So we will frequently do custom and we like to change the shape of the arm or add a detail that's not going to be in a piece that's off the floor. Clients like the idea that they can go and sit on their own piece of furniture, and they can have some input into you know, how firm the seating is or how dense the seating is or how cushy the seating is. Um, so custom is a great way to go. We will frequently do custom when it comes to huge dining tables, um, all of case goods, of course, we try to do custom. And again, we don't find that it is actually more expensive than buying something that is a, an in Inferior product in every way off of off the floor. And in that case as well, your clients are not going to run the risk that they go to their friend's house and find she has exactly the same built-in or exactly the same coffee table. Number six, I would say is to speak up when you see that there are manufacturers who are undercutting designers. I want to say that this community has been very vocal of late to reach out and make demands of community. And I, I wish I knew who the person I should thank is for some of the activism that's going on. I'm afraid to mention any names for fear that uh, they aren't the original source, but you know who you are. Did you start a petition um, asking House to please remove tags from photos or to not use photos without the designer's permission to sell cheap products. Did you start the petition asking High Point not to allow consumers to come to an event that has been up to now exclusively for the trade? And one of the only opportunities we have to come together as a community and talk freely about uh, the work that we do, which is extremely challenging and complicated work. So for everybody who's advocating on behalf of the community, I can't thank you enough. And if you want to tell me who you are, I will give you a shout out for sure. Um, I just want to make sure I get the names right. Number seven has to be the flip side of that, which is if you have manufacturers who support the industry, then We want to support them too. So let's start talking about those manufacturers who are trade only or suppliers who are trade only, or maybe they're a supplier who does retail and trade, but the difference is so extreme uh, that we benefit widely from them. So, you know, perhaps that's another thing. You guys know we have the hotline, uh, Business of Design hotline. You can call in, you can make a recommendation, we'll hear your voice. If you want to nominate a supplier that you think has really been outstanding, to the community, we would love to have them on the show. Number eight, strengthen your intake process. Uh, What do I mean by that? I mean, when clients are phoning you as a potential customer, Do you have an organized, streamlined process that you vet them by? Can you tell who your ideal client is before you get to the consultation? And understand, I'm not saying you shouldn't take those clients who aren't your ideal customers as consultation customers, particularly if you're new, if you're just starting out, if you don't have quite enough business for whatever reason. I understand that you want every single customer, I really do, but for your own benefit, at least have a proper intake process so you eliminate the ones that are just going to waste your time and not pay your consultation fee and you can further determine who are those customers who are going to be your very best customers, the ones who will follow your procedures and processes and do what you ask them to do and stay in line. Those clients rarely will shop you, particularly if you have systems and procedures already buttoned down and you are moving things efficiently forward remember, I know this is me sounding like a broken record, but your fees should give clients an idea of the value you provide. And so if that fee you're charging for the consultation is low, the clients are going to think the value you bring to them is low. If that fee is high, they're going to assume the value you bring to them is high. And clients who are high-end in luxury are looking for companies that deliver a high value and a high experience. And that is going to be indicated by that fee, whether you like it or not. Number nine, I would say, make sure your contract clearly states how you will deal with markups and keep your practices as transparent as possible. I have known design relationships to explode because the client found out the designer got a $25 kickback. I know that in that case, the designer you know, is not going to retire off that $25 kickback, but it just introduced into the relationship this idea that maybe the designer then is getting away with other things the client doesn't know about. So be transparent, have integrity, and by integrity, I mean take care of your clients, but also take care of yourself. If you are sharing your discount like I do, that does put you on the same team as your clients. So make sure you emphasize that and you discuss that at the consultation when you go through your contract. Number 10 remember always that we are not selling goods. We're not selling coffee tables and drapes and sofas. We're selling an experience. We're selling a lifestyle. Emphasize that. This island is going to be the place where you all hang out and discuss your daughter's wedding. Isn't that going to be amazing? This family room, this big sectional, can't you see everyone in the in the family, dog piled on the sofa, watching the sound of music for the 88th time, eating popcorn, feet on the table. That's what we're going to do in this room. Remind your clients the kind of experience you're going to create for them. And the more they can buy into your vision, the more they will relax and let you run the project. There's a top 10 list of some of the things you can do to prevent or minimize clients shopping you on a regular basis. I'm telling you, wouldn't it have been amazing to be a decorator in 1939 like Dorothy Draper and you show up at a client's house, they have no idea the principles that you know or the experience that you're going to bring to the table. And more importantly, they don't know where to buy things. They don't know vendors. They don't know suppliers. They don't know markups. They don't know anything. To me, that seems like it must have been a very exciting time to be a decorator or designer because clients probably just did what you told them to do and paid what you told them to pay. Of course, the ship has sailed. It's completely changed. It's never coming back. So we only can adapt ourselves to what is. And the internet, I'm pretty sure, is not going anywhere, which means your clients are going to be able to verify that you're charging them a reasonable sum on things. I always talk about integrity. It's really important. It's a highly underrated characteristic. I value it very much, and I know my clients value it very much. And when you are running a transparent business, in the event a client shops you, you will logically, calmly, and easily be able to explain the discrepancy. I can't thank you enough for giving me your time. Uh, I know how valuable it is. I know how hard you're working. I'm really excited about some of the advocacy partnerships we're working on. Uh, We are really looking to widen our circle to promote those industry experts and friends of the industry and designers in the industry who do what they can to promote and aid and assist the work we do. You all already know this, but when your business gets stronger, it strengthens the other businesses around you, those other interior design professionals. So we want to do what we can to make sure that every single one of us is running the best possible business, one that's profitable, one, one that is soul satisfying, and one that we can all be proud of uh, so the industry grows and gains strength. You're awesome. Thanks for being here. I'll see you next time.
2: Thank you for being part of the Business of Design community. If you love what we do, please show your support by subscribing to the podcast and rating our efforts. Remember, you can be a part of the podcast by sharing your comments, ideas, and questions via the BOD hotline at 416-780-9187, extension 107, or by sending an MP3 file to info at And when you're ready to transform your business and your life, sign up for a monthly or annual membership. Together, we will achieve extraordinary results. Start today.